Hello, and welcome back to the Doxology Podcast. I'm Lucas Stock. I'm Jens Nelson. This is a podcast dedicated to journeying together on the road that is the Christian faith. Thank you for joining us as we discuss and investigate theology and the Christian life, striving for unity amongst our diversity as members of Christ's church. We're back. We're recording a new episode for people paying attention, depending on the release schedule. This is coming right after a gap in releases, which is a new thing for us. Um, life gets in the way, and that, that You forget happens. flash drives at home that have all of our <laughs> audio <laughs> on them. <laughs> so, unfortunately, due to circumstances more or less outside of either of our controls, um, we did have to miss uploading last week, which has never happened before, so if you're upset which I can't imagine why anybody would be. But if you are, consider the fact that it's been over three years and that's never happened before. Yeah, it's so, insane. Uh, it's funny. Your friend, your friend, your friend Manny, um, I think who was a, maybe a school friend, he commented on the Instagram post where I said, hey, no upload this week. And, you know, in the camp, the caption read something like, for the first time ever, we are not able to upload an episode. And he's like, first time, dot, 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 ever, in all caps. And I was like, yeah. For the first time in over three years, this, this is the first time that there has been zero upload in a week. There's always been at least a re-upload, if nothing else. Right. Yeah. So depending on depending on what you mean by uploading an episode, if you yep. don't consider a re-upload a, a true episode, there's still been something to listen to literally <laughs> every single Tuesday since l- late February 2020 insane before covid covid wasn't even as a thing well yet. as as well as a lot of fridays in there as yeah too yeah. like not we, you know we, we got away from that but but at least something to listen to every tuesday on our feed i mean there's always something to listen to i'm talking about our feed of course sure. but anyway that's really neither here nor there uh but it is it is still wild to think about because it's just been so long yeah and seriously. so much has has happened in the world and in our lives and all that jazz but um Regardless of that, we are excited to be back, and we are uh, looking forward to a couple of um, good topics that we're going to talk about in this single recording session, beginning with um, a topic today, or for this episode, uh, related to questions of faith, justification, salvation, the relationship between faith and works, etc., etc., pretty standard types of questions uh, for people who are theologically minded and especially those in um, a more Protestant camp uh, interacting with with people from a not so Protestant camp perhaps but um, I'll let you introduce the specific sort of angle that we're gonna like we're not gonna take all the sorts of questions related to this um, there's a specific uh, angle or a specific aspect of the question of, salvation by faith yeah um just faith in general however you want to phrase it um we are we we were well we via you were inspired um by a specific uh thing that that brought up a specific aspect of that those questions so why don't you go ahead and explain that and then we can get it go ahead and just jump into the conversation and and kind of explore a little bit and see where we end up sure yeah so I, i i'll first say because this 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 relates. I I recently went back and listened to 
a number of our very first episodes. So Lucas just mentioned that like over the last three years, three and a half years, we've not missed a week. Sometimes we've been uploading two episodes, sometimes three episodes a week if there was a bonus episode. Um, and so like going back to those times, it's it's interesting to hear even my own like mindset, the things I thought about, the things I cared about, like when we've done episodes on like the theologians who have impacted us the most, like I go back and almost laugh at my list and I'd be like, it'd be a totally different list if we did that today, which maybe we need to do a, a, a another, you know, who, who's influencing us theologically these days. Um, and so all that to say, three years ago, if we had this conversation, I think it would have gone a little bit differently. But what I think is interesting is as I've sort of perhaps uh, removed myself from more like capital R, um, capital B, Reformed Baptist circles, like I think I've sort of come to a different understanding of this this idea. So as Lucas said, this was spawned by something. That thing happened to be a tweet. Um, I wonder in the, <laughs> in the in the ex- in the existence of humanity. Obviously, Twitter has been a like the existence of Twitter has been a blip on the timeline. Um, but like how many things will, you know, at the end of time when we stand before Jesus or something like how, how many things will Jesus be like, you know what you tweeted, you know what you tweeted, you know what you tweeted or, you know, something to that effect. But basically the original tweet was are Roman Catholics saved. This was several weeks ago at this point. So like, I'm not going to share names. I'm not going to even really share the context, but are Roman Catholics saved? Someone then retweeted, but like, you know, quote tweeted, so they had something to say. And this person said, if at the end, Tolkien and Chesterton believed that works play a part in justification, then no, they were not saved. I grow tired of the over uh, intellectual. Uh, sorry, I, I mistyped this as I... <laughs> it's supposed to say, I grow tired of the over-intellectualism of the gospel. This answer is simple. Those that tell you it isn't aren't worth your time. Um, very interesting response to something like, are Roman Catholics saved? And he, this person um, says, if at the end, which I don't know if that means at the end of time or like at the end of the story or whatever, but he, he calls out two specific Catholics, Tolkien and Chesterton, and he says, if they believed that works play a part in justification, then no, they were not saved. Um, there's a bunch of like replies, obviously, because people are like, uh, that sounds weird. Um, and so someone said, can you clarify? And he says, uh, he goes on to say, all those that reject salvation by grace and faith alone are damned. If one believes that their works play a part in their salvation, it is not a savable gospel they are trusting in. End quote. So to me, when I read this, my little theological antennas started to go off a little bit. My, my spidey sense started to tingle, if you will. Um, to me, the way that he was wording this, and, and this certainly could be an instance of just like written word it does not communicate nuance very well. And so perhaps if this conversation was had in person, it'd be different or whatever. Uh, but taking this at face value, to me, this seems to indicate that people are not actually saved until they get their beliefs right. It almost seems like salvation by some sort of intellectual assent rather than simply and merely the transformative power of the spirit. And what I mean is if we're talking about justification, if we're talking about salvation, we're, we're obviously talking about like the, 
the mode or the means or the way in which we are saved. Like what, how are we justified as, as, as sinners, as people who are in the world? Like how are we, we made right before God? How are we justified? Um, obviously the typical Protestant reformed evangelical responses by, by grace through faith, right? We are saved by the grace of Christ through faith. Um, but this seems to, to me what this says, cause he's not, he's not saying like, Again, the the original quote is, if they believed that works play a part, then they're not saved. So to me, that seems to indicate that some sort of intellectual idea in your head is enough to nullify any uh, work that has been wrought within you. You have intellectually assented or ascended your way out of salvation, so to speak. Um, and he, I mean, especially that second sentence of all those that reject salvation by grace and faith alone are damned. If one believes that works play a part in their salvation, it is not a savable gospel. Um, so kicking it to you, what, what do you think? I, it's funny the, the way that I like told you about this, it was like late at night. It was like 11 or 12. I was like super tired and I didn't want to type it all out like in a text. And so I did that like voice memo thing. If you have an iPhone where you can like say it and like it gets sent to Lucas almost as if it was like a voicemail. And I was like, does any of that make sense? He's like, yeah, it makes total sense. Let's talk about it. So what are your initial thoughts on on hearing these things? Were your alarms going off? Did it, am, am I making sense? Oh, you're definitely making sense. Um, and... For the, like, I am not interested in tearing apart this particular tweet or uh, critiquing or responding to and certainly not attacking this specific person, which is why we're not even mentioning, like, Twitter names or, or, or real names or whatever. But, like, this idea of, or I, sh- I guess I should say this approach to salvation by grace through faith, sola fide, justification by faith alone, et cetera, et cetera, um, seems like a fairly common understanding, or at least I should say, maybe say like way of expressing it. Um, and my, my response more or my uh, reaction to this idea and different ways of expressing it, um, in similar ways is, is very much what you just said. I, 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 very strongly agree and think you really hit the nail on the head. The The problem is um, when you treat salvation by faith alone as a, like, a point of doctrine that you have to accept explicitly and therefore reject that my works play any role in my salvation um, it ceases to be salvation by faith alone because you're now saved by the work of believing this one doctrine alone correctly. Um, and if we wanted to push, you know, the the wording in this tweet, which, which you know, all caveats taken into account, it's tweet, blah, 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 you know, whatever. Um, but if we want to push the logic of this idea to its extreme taking examples like Roman Catholics, right? Christians who are part of a Christian church that explicitly rejects the doctrine of justification by faith alone. You know, like that's a big, you know, I'm sure lots of people would have qualms with that, but that 
seems basically true to me. <laughs> and so just taking that, like accepting that for now, at least for the sake of argument, um, it doesn't matter that a Roman Catholic believes in the Trinity, loves Christ, trusts Christ for their salvation by his life, death, resurrection, and ascension, has been regenerated by the Holy Spirit, you know, um, lives a life, you know, striving for um, moral behavior that is in accord with God's God's will and law and, and, and word. Um, you, we can go down the list, you know, does does the things that that, that does and believes the, the things that the scriptures instruct us to, but has a reading of scripture that leads them to reject the doctrine of salvation by faith alone, regardless of what their alternative is, like, it doesn't, so to speak, it doesn't matter what they believe. It doesn't matter, you know, we can say it in all kinds of ways, how well they know God, you know, how, what their devotion to Christ is, um, which, may, you know, maybe that's the correct position, but then we have to, I think, follow that to its, its logical conclusion as well, which means it's no longer faith. And it's no longer being saved by faith alone. Faith, you know, belief on, trusting in, relying on, you know, there's all these different nuances of it. But but faith is not intellectual agreement. It's not cognitive understanding that leads to an intellectual assent. It's it's a part of it. Like like it's involved if you're having a conversation with somebody and you say something that causes them to be persuaded of the truth of something like they're going to that that's going to be part of a christian's faith journey but faith itself is not equal to intellectual assent but the problem is if i sit here as a christian and assuming it's it's honest and genuine and not meant to be you know polemical or controversial or whatever and i genuinely come to the conclusion that the Reformation doctrine of justification by faith alone, as expressed in the traditions that descend from the Reformers, is not an accurate uh, expression of what the scriptures teach. Then me being disqualified from salvation on that basis implies that the work of, like you say, correctly understanding or correctly believing something in this case one specific thing is what brings you into salvation right and and it's interesting that it not only is it in this framework it ends up being a purely intellectual cognitive criteria for evaluating whether someone has um, you know, a genuine relationship with Christ, but the 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 specific belief that's in question isn't even a belief about Christ or God, um, or or the work of Christ. You know, it, it, it's a it's a belief about it's obviously related to the work of Christ, but it's a belief about you know how is Christ's work effective for me, um, and so it's interesting that like to to be very annoying and pedantic, like just taking this framework, when you put all this weight on the quote unquote correct belief in 
the specific doctrine of justification by faith. Um, theoretically, you could deny that, that God is Trinity, but believe in salvation by faith alone. And if we're, you know, then we're, then you're, we're saying you're, you're justified. Now, of course, I don't think anybody who's saying this would say that because that's absurd. That's taking this question in a vacuum, not, you know, they're not saying that there aren't other things that would disqualify you from, from salvation. But the point is, the question of being saved by faith was not a question of doctrinal purity or accuracy. And it certainly wasn't a question for the reformers of um, intellectual agreement with correct doctrine. It was a, it was a question of, of faith. It was a, <laughs> it was a question of, of our disposition and our reception of Christ's work because he's the one who saves us. Our faith doesn't save us. Faith is receiving Christ's salvation for us. And I would and even maybe take turn, it like one yeah. step further and say like even in a sense like our belief does not save us. Like I think what I'm what what I want to get at, at like foundationally is like like all these things are are things that are outside of us or else to me it seems as though there is a work whether it's intellectual or an action or some sort of step that i am taking but like to me and this is maybe where you were going but like where do we draw the line if we're if 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 as this tweet seems to indicate that like at the end if if someone believes that their works save them they're damned like where do we draw the line? Like people are going to be incorrect on any number of things. We, we're fallible. We are prone to error. We cannot ha attain perfect intellectual knowledge. Um, even like from one day to the next, we we can vary and 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 differ. And so like, how do we? To me, this this seems like the sort of thing that like, man, it could cause someone to spiral if 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 it like taking to the the end is like you could you could catch yourself in a, a mind game of like do i believe the right thing do i have the right belief about the trinity um about virgin mary about like x y or z you know what i mean like this could get really like out of control really fast like logically absolutely yeah and 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 the problem is like it, it's not a problem of whether or not it's true that you are saved by faith in christ by grace alone through faith alone in Christ alone you know it that that's not ultimately the the question because obviously like if that is true it's important to believe that it's important to understand the work of Christ in our life in this in the spirit working in our hearts it's important to understand that correctly and and you know and to not to not if it you know insofar as you're able to to not live in in willful error right like of course but the problem is that it's it it's no longer it it's the same this framework ends up in the same place as any kind of quote unquote works righteousness comes to it, 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 like take like full on actual pelagianism <laughs> not you know medieval catholicism but literal pelagianism like pelagius and his followers um the reason that a Pelagian view of 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 um, salvation cannot be effectual in the souls of actual human beings is that ultimately salvation is is located in us. It's it's whether or not I fulfill the law or whatever it is. Um, but if you go to 
salvation, you know, in response to that, you say, well, that that's not true. It's not our works that save us. So you can't believe that your works save you. You have to believe in justification by faith alone. Well, you do. But belief in justification by faith alone is not a work. And when it and if that is what makes you saved or not, then your salvation ultimately still lies in yourself. It lies within your particular, you know, at any get like you say at every at any given moment, your ability to um, comprehend accurately and correctly and affirm a specific articulation of doctrine, which to when you abstract it that way, it's it's really obvious that that's not what that can't be what saves us. And ultimately, the solution to you know Pelagianism is is not to change the works from you know moral actions into just intellectual actions as if that's somehow different but it's to recognize the grace that is found in christ's salvation because he is the one outside of us objectively who has done the saving who does who is doing the saving and will do the saving and um it's it's tricky because i would never say you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Protestant. I would never say that, um, you know, you should reject the the belief in in uh, salvation by the grace of God through Christ that we receive in faith. Um, you know, I think I think the scriptures testify to that uh, rather clearly. But the like, the, it's just a matter of. If you think through how you're saying it, you're really saying something different than I think you're intending to. If, if you're trying to be really careful about falling into some kind of legalism, which is a, which you know we can see in 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 Galatians, we can see in Romans and Colossians, like this is something to be concerned about. This is something that we shouldn't fall into, that we should strive to avoid, right, in our thinking and in our practice. Um, it, it's a good thing to be concerned about avoiding legalism um but because of just the sort of bizarre and sometimes ironic ways that like the human psyche works um we can create a new legalism around you know championing the doctrine of (laughs) anti-legalism right and 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 that's why the solution to a pelagian view is not just put a negative sign in front of Pelagius and just try to do the exact inverse. Because at the end of the day, it's still you trying to do something. The, it, it's turning away from ourselves entirely and, and turning to Christ, to his work and all, and, and his application of that to us. Um, and, and this leads to a whole host of other questions but, or, or other avenues that we could go down. But it just seems to me like that's really the crux of the issue is... When you say any Christian, any person that rejects the doctrine of justification by faith alone is damned in whatever, condemned in whatever form you're expressing it, then the question of, well, like you put it at the very beginning, now we're talking about the thing that saves you is not your faith, is not 
your um your what your faith is in it's not in the reception of something to the exclusion of your own efforts and works it's your agreement with this doctrine and then and yeah that's where I'll, that's where I'll leave it for now i feel like i'm not explaining it as clearly as as i'm wanting to well, no, but I, yeah yeah I think I think I think you are. I think it's there, this is just a very nuanced thing, and I, I want to believe that the person who originally tweeted this like had good intentions, probably like wasn't trying to be malicious, but like there's an irony. Like people will claim that salvation is by grace through faith alone, like that they say that, but it's almost like they add an asterisk. They 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 put that little star up by it, and essentially saying that you must believe in the proper ordo salutis for that saving faith to have efficacy. Like, to me, that's sort of what it feels like. Is like, yes, we're saved by grace through faith. You better believe it, <laughs> type of thing. Like, if you if you want it to be real, you have to believe it. Like, I, granted, I don't know everything about Chesterton. I don't know everything about Tolkien. I don't know everything about, like, I mean, I don't even know anything about Protestants. I don't know everything about myself, <laughs> let alone other people outside of myself. So, like, uh, who knows like what their actual line of thinking was but like to me i have to imagine like i've read some of chesterton i don't think he would just uh, flat out outright say like no like you have to do works in order to have salvation like to me we've it's so funny the the irony too like the other part of irony in in this original tweet he said i grow tired of the over intellectualism of the gospel um which I don't exactly know what is meant by that, but to me, what this person is doing in this tweet is over-intellectualizing the doctrine. Like, we're making this, uh, a, again, an intellectual ascent, not just a um, a reality in life, so to speak. And this is something, like, I've thought about a lot recently. It's like, okay, so Christ dies on the cross. He, he Well, for, he lives, he dies, he resurrects, he ascends. That is the work that accomplishes salvation, so how much, like, there, there is an element of, of, you know, right thinking, right doing in the world, but, like, my thinking and doing play no part in me achieving that salvation. And that's not to say that I don't think rigorously, that I don't act rigorously in the world. Like, of course, I, I mean, we, we're, we're a theological podcast. We have, like, 270-some episodes where we're digging through some of the, like, the deepest most intellectual aspects of theology, the world, gospel, the cosmos. And at the same time, I like to believe that I go out into the world and like, I love people. I care about people. I try to do things that like are for the good of my, my neighbors and those that are not neighbors. Um, but none of those things are what accomplish or make, make what Christ did any more or less meaningful. Like, what, what I'm trying to get at is, like, I think sometimes we just, with, with good intentions, perhaps, we we try to have, like, I check the box that I believe in the right type of baptism. I check the box that I believe in the right doctrine of the Trinity. I check the box that I have the correct ordo salutis. Um, and, like, those are the things that, like, make, maybe we don't say this, but, to, like, I remember thinking this way. is like, okay, so... Now that I'm a five-point Calvinist, like, I finally know how it is, and I finally know how things work, or now that I'm X type of Christian or whatever, like, 
we it, to me it seems like we just dramatically overcomplicate everything and that's not to say that those things don't matter but i think it's where we place the emphasis where we place the um uh the the importance of such things because at the end of the day like Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your, love your neighbor as yourself. Like, in this, you fulfill the law, right? Um, so, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Well, obviously, like, that could mean a lot of things. You, there are many ways in which you can love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and ways in which you love your neighbor. Um, but I can't think of any point where Jesus says, you better believe, uh, like, what I'm about to do and how it all works and the ways in which it is effective for you or else you're damned. You know what I mean? Like we, we, we sometimes like as heirs of the reformation, um, I think we sometimes sort of like, uh, we, we forget that like Martin Luther was a guy who also probably believed a lot of things that like this dude would not believe or agree with. The same can be said for Calvin, Zwingli, Bavink, whoever, like any major theologian or person of church history is like a person who is flawed errant has gaps and holes and their thinking is not perfect and so um i don't know i now i feel like i'm not explaining this well are you is there something you want to say in response no i just another another thing that that to me is help like it was in thinking through this it was helpful is is briefly just kind of like mentally i didn't even spend like i should have spent more time doing this but i didn't but just sort of like briefly in my own mind quickly running through like passages that I can recall off the top of my head um, that speak to, you know, justification, if we want to use that that theological term to mean salvation or, or speak of salvation um, in different ways. And, you know, there's, there's like a few that come to mind that that might be more or, or less helpful in these kinds of discussions. But, um, the so disclaimer like the idea that Paul and James disagree is laughable and stupid and and you know we don't need to go into that here but um, not that he's disagreeing with Paul uh, James says Abraham was justified by his works um, in James two and in Romans four Paul says he was justified by his faith and it's not that they're saying different things blah 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 blah, blah. but the point is. To bringing them up is not to say that you are saved by works <laughs> or and not to say that you're not saved by works. It's to say that it's interesting how we have, you know, um, in these two statements, they're both referring to, to the same um, example, the same example from scripture, Abraham and they say something that they each say something that on the surface seems, you know, contradictory or mutually exclusive. Um, and the only thing that I, the reason I bring that up is to me, it just indicates that it's it's too like you, you said over overly complicated. I actually think it's overly simplistic to say you reject this doctrine, justification by faith, and therefore you are you are condemned. And it's not to say that anybody, like, would say that, oh, James is, you know, rejecting that. But the point is that there's more to it, is what is all I'm trying to get at. The point is that the way Scripture speaks of what we refer to as justification, the way Scripture speaks of our salvation, 
is not as simple as um, a single point of doctrine that's worked out centuries later in theological, moral um, controversies in, in Western Europe, right? And another thing is, you know, there's actually not, like, that I can remember, you know, there's there's commands to to love the Lord your God with all your heart. There's commands to keep His commandments. There's um, there's statements that you know circumcision and uncircumcision mean nothing. There's state you know there's statements that um, uh, I lost my train of thought. I, that one specifically that I was thinking of is um, that baptism now saves you, right? We don't have a faith now saves you. Is that because they aren't teaching us, the apostles aren't teaching us that faith saves you? Of course they're they're teaching that, or, you know, faith in Christ. Um, my point is, it's, we can kind of blow things up in our thinking and get, get hyper-focused on something that gives us blind spots. And I'm sure I'm, I've revealed several of my own blind spots just in this 30-minute conversation we've been having. Um, and so, so I'm not saying that as a, as a criticism to anybody or any group, but as a reminder to all of us as Christians thinking through, um, theologically and, or just devotionally thinking through our faith, thinking through our relationship to Christ, thinking through our, um, you know, our status as being united to Christ or not. Um, the point is at the end of the day, for me, the point is that's not found within me, even if where I'm looking is my own ability to believe that that I don't save myself. Because no matter how hard I work, I will not save myself. And no matter how hard I believe that I can't save myself and that only Christ can, I will not save myself. <laughs> the reason I ought to believe that only Christ can save me is because he's the one who saves me. He's the one who saves me, not my, like we, like you said earlier as well. It's not my belief, my faith. It's not my trusting that does the saving. It's not, it's not that my work does, you know, my work doesn't save me unless it's directed to the right end. No, it's my work doesn't save me. So I trust fully in the work of him who does save me. And Obviously. And then go do, and then go do. <laughs> like, like, yeah, and that's and that's a different, you know, that that's a different thing too. Is is the question related to, um, like like I don't think it's so much in you know the the original framing and the tweet or whatever, but just related to these questions in general. Right there, there is the question of of the place of of human works, um, you know, righteous works, good works, whatever. Um, related to our our response and our and our salvation and all that and all that stuff and and um and what it means you know to go to go back to james 2 what it means for someone to quote unquote have faith and have no works um what that indicates and what what james seems to say it indicates and all that stuff so um without trying to trying not to get too far afield of 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 the main question I think it really comes down to that thing where you we've, we we as human beings can so easily turn something like the doctrine that you are not saved by works into 
some kind of warrant for a new kind of salvation by works. A new kind of, and it's and, and I shouldn't say salvation by works, but a new kind of, you know, misunderstanding of my working out salvation. Um, yeah, and I think that yeah. the, the, the thing for me, like, especially is like, what of people who can't mentally ascend to anything? What of people who have no, um, you know, frame of reference even perhaps for like, I think, I think sometimes those of us who have theological training or theological education or like uh, a, a good grasp of church history, even like if you're just some person going to church, like some, you know, some faithful person living out in, you know, West Virginia in the mountains or something like, how, what are you going to like, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Like, it's stuff like this that, like, and maybe this is my spicy take of the day. It's stuff like this that, like, I would rather have universalism than have, like, this. Than have, like, this, like, if you don't believe this, they are damned. Like, I think even that language is just, like, kind of strong. Pretty, is pretty, like, you're putting a lot of, like, uh, a lot of authority on yourself to even be able to make such a statements. Like, I think we just need to be like careful in how we, how we speak in person, how we tweet virtually, um, even perhaps how we talk on a podcast. <laughs> but like w- what I'm getting at the end of the day is like, <laughs> I, 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 I don't even know. Cause like I, t- on one hand, it's like, I'm not, I, I'm not trying to, <laughs> what am I trying to say? Um, this, I feel like I've gone off the rails at this point. Um, essentially what we're trying to get to is this idea and maybe, maybe someday we should have a whole, just like, I don't even know if we've ever done this, but like an episode on justification. So like looking at perhaps different views throughout church history, um, how they've changed, evolved, how we've gotten to where we're at in the 21st century. Um, but like at the end of the day, like why are we putting these burdens on people? That's what it feels like. It, it feels, it feels like so many Christians these days are, are a lot more like the Pharisees and a lot less like Jesus is what I'm trying to get at. Is it, it seems like, um, you know, we have in some sense, we have the law, we have our scripture, we have our, our traditions, um, but we've placed these like layered burdens on top of it. Um, making it more complicated or, you know, maybe to Lucas's point, more simplistic in some ways, but like, um, we, we've, we've, we've put up perhaps too many guardrails or too many barriers and have, have made it such that like, for some, it's just like, there's no interest. Um, like I, I'll be very curious at the end of, well, to his original line of thinking, if at the end, like, that's a, that's the thing that I often think about is like, I don't try to think of like if at the end for other people because I'm not accountable for what other people have done. I'm at the end only accountable for what I've done. So like that's what I'm trying to primarily say and focus on is like if at the end, like what have I done? Like that's what everyone should be more concerned about, not what everybody else is always doing all the time. Um, So I don't know. My last line of thinking is, I guess, don't be a Pharisee. There's a reason that the Pharisees are like so heavily prominent and featured in scripture because it's a very, very, um, like we're all susceptible to being pharisaical, um, to having that, that, like that sort of heart. And so like, be careful, I guess is like my warning. That's where I'll leave it. Yeah. 
And I, I where, I, where I will leave it is just like, like sort of an exhortation to to myself and everyone um, to rejoice in the fact that Christ saves you not because you do the right things enough or you avoid the wrong things enough, um, and to not as a result of that rejoicing, um, you know accidentally or inadvertently create a new um you know a new source of uh of of self-righteousness based around your belief instead of your morality or your whatever um and i think that gives us the actual ability to truly freely rejoice in christ's salvation um as those who have been saved and united to him by the grace and power of the spirit, not our own righteousness. And that is true from top to bottom, um, including the things that we are wrong about. And that is not to say that, you know, regardless of what you say, think, or do, you're, as long as you prayed the right prayer, you're good. You know, that, that's not what we're talking about. But because that's not what we're talking about, we're, we also need to keep in mind that it's the, in the final analysis, what gets us to God is not ourself. It's God. And that's what faith is, is trusting him, the one who is faithful and unchanging and has done that work. So allow yourself the freedom to actually rejoice in the promises that are all yes in Christ, that he has worked in within you and, and is continuing to to um, fulfill until until that day when we get to get to fully enter into 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 uninterrupted communion no longer through a through a glass darkly so I think that that's a real challenge when we start thinking about doctrine any any kind of doctrine um, but especially you know specifically soteriological doctrine um, in this way that it becomes a new, you know, becomes a new form of, of, uh, human working rather than what it really ought to be, which I think is a response to, to God's working. So I think that's where I'll, where I would want to leave it. And, and, um, hopefully we made some, some sense at some (laughs) point, but, uh, but, but yeah, it's, it's important stuff to think about because, um, a lot of it is so subtle. Like it's not, we're not talking about. Oh, you know, I was reading the Bible one day and I, I discovered this new secret teaching that God is actually like a giant pink squid, and we need to, you know, Yo. change everything, right? Like that. <laughs> that would be one thing. It'd be kind of a, a little bit easier to to not. You don't wake up and accidentally think that God is a pink squid, but you might. You might. You don't know that with, he's not. With my. <laughs> You might, with more, with with somewhat more ease, yeah, uh, sl- slowly and subtly and quietly slip into a kind of um, uh, self righteousness or or despair centered around the fact of what do I believe that gets me to God, yeah. um, which is what we want to avoid because that's not that's not how it works, and thank yeah. God that it's not. So yeah. well, this is why we have 
two people on a podcast. We have the the dialogue, the back and forth. When when I'm not making sense, Lucas uh, just wraps this episode up so eloquently and so perfectly. So we'll we'll stop it right there, and we'll say thank you for listening to this episode of the Doxology Podcast. Thank you even for tuning in to our back catalog of episodes in a week where, as Lucas said, we didn't upload a new episode. Um, somehow you guys kept showing up and listening to the old stuff. So thank you. If you want to connect with us, oh, this is going to be fun. If you want to connect with us, you can hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, and Threads. We haven't we haven't been able to record an episode yet since Threads came out. Um, so this is the first time. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, or Threads at Doxology Podcast, or you can email us at doxologypodcast at gmail.com. Send us your questions. Uh, feedback, episode ideas. We'd love to hear from you. Um, remember, be nice on the internet and perhaps you should also be nice. Peace out. See you.